Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. So today uh, I want to talk to you about um, one of heaven's power weapons, one of heaven's power weapons, which is praise. And um, we were sitting around the table and the conversation came up around the difference between praise and worship, praise and worship. Worship, worship is, uh, you know, that, 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 that kind of softer, that intimate, that, that connecting, adoring, loving, reconnecting hearts, repenting moment in a worship service. And sometimes we can think that the praise part of the service is just kind of like what we do to clear the atmosphere to get to the worship. And for, 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 for years, I, you know, I kind of thought, well, you know, it's not that big a deal. And, you know, if that's, that's what we believe, that's what we believe. But I really felt like when, when, when uh, the comment was made on Sunday night that uh, there's, a, there's a deficit at the moment in praise songs, I felt the Holy Spirit come to me and he said, people in captivity don't default to writing praise. And yet it's the key to their freedom. It's the key to their freedom. So in Psalm 137, it says, by the rivers of Babylon, where we sat down and yeah, we wept when we remembered Zion. And so what had happened was the children of Israel had been taken captive to Babylon. And they, they weep, they weep because everything is foreign. The language is foreign, the currency is foreign, the culture is foreign, the landscape is foreign, the architecture is foreign, everything is foreign. And they are, now, they are now taken out of their land, out of their promised land, out of what God promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And they're taken away captivity because, because of their sins. And they're by the rivers of Babylon, different rivers. And... And then the Bible says that the, the, the Babylonians come to us and said, listen, I want, would you guys entertain us? I know you've hung your harps up on the willows, but take the harps off the, the willows and sing to us what we've heard. We've heard that the praise that came out of Zion, the songs that came out of Zion, would you sing one of the songs of Zion here to us in Babylon? And then, you know, the psalm goes on. How can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? How can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? And it's a great question. But the truth is, you will actually decrease the time that you're spending in a strange land if you'll start singing the Lord's song. But they were, they were completely right. There was... I, I've, we feel nothing to give him praise for. Everything around us looks hopeless. Probably the, 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 the leading up to us coming to San Diego, if I was honest with you, the seven years in New Zealand and the seven years back on, uh, in Oxford Falls was, was really the Holy Spirit using those 14 years to train my eye, my senses, my spirit on understanding how to shift atmospheres, on un understanding what, what, it, what, it is, what, it, 
what, what is required to bring breakthrough in any territory. One of the things that, that we've heard regularly is, you know, well, you know, pastor, you know, we, we, we pastor in a diffi- difficult city. It's hard to get people saved here. It's hard to build a church here. You know, this is a preacher's graveyard here. And, and you hear that, you know, as though there are some easy cities and then there are some hard cities. Uh, I, 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 I honestly believe that every city, no matter how difficult, no matter how, how much the demonic has been clustered, that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. That, that God gives us power tools on how to shift the culture, how to shift the atmosphere, how to bring down principalities and powers. When, when, when I read my Bible, I find that the children of Israel were called to tear down the idols, to tear down the altars of Baal, of Asherah, of Chemosh, of Moloch, to tear those down and exalt the Lord. One of the, the, the common things you'll read all the way through the Bible says, but the high places were not torn down. The high places were not torn down. The high places remained. Even though they did all of this, the high places, the high places, the high places, the Bible says, let the high praise of God be in our mouth. The way that we clear out the high praises, the, the high places where, where, where the, the altars and the shrines that they set up to worship their gods, and, and we're meant to go up to the high places and declare that on the high places, the Lord is God. We're, we're, meant to, we're meant to declare that on the high places, on the seven mountains of influence, Jesus Christ is Lord. We're meant to tear down every idol, every demon, every demonic prince, every demonic power that occupies the, 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 those spaces. We're meant to tear them down. We're meant to pull them down. So I, I honestly have a, have, a, have a philosophy that stick me anywhere. Stick me anywhere. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll figure out how to, because Jesus Christ defeated every devil. He didn't defeat 90% of hell. He didn't pre- defeat 50% of hell. He didn't defeat 75% or 98%. He defeated all of hell. All of hell was defeated. The devil is completely defeated. The great tragedy is often he goes uncontested. And uh, the devil is defeated. And so our job, our job is wherever God sends us, whether it's in schools, whether it's North County, whether it's South County, whether it's East County, uh, whether it's, you know, Central, whatever, Boise, Salt Lake City, wherever we go, our first assignment really as Christians is to discern what is the spirit or spirits, what is the strong man over that region. When Daniel was in Babylon, it's very, very interesting that he does a 21-day fast, and after 21 days, Gabriel comes to him. And Gabriel says, oh, shoot, man, thank, thank you, Daniel, greatly beloved, that you didn't quit like most of the other prayer people. That they, they quit because they lost heart. You kept praying until you got a breakthrough. You kept praying. You stayed and you added fasting. 21 days later, I'm here, but I want you to know the very first day you lifted your voice to pray, I was sent, I was dispatched from heaven in a response, in answer to your prayer. However, where are you, Daniel? Well, I'm in Babylon. That's right. The prince over this region, the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me for 21 days saying, this isn't Israel. You can't come here, Gabriel. You look after the people of, of Judah. You look after the Jews. 
this is Babylon, I own this territory. But because behind me was, come on, God, you got to break through. Because behind me was somebody praying, was somebody crying out. Michael was released to do battle with the prince of Persia and bound him so that I was able to get through and tell you what is happening. If we think that it's clever programs, if we think then we're fools, it's, 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 it's understanding how the spirit realm, it's understanding how the spirit realm operates. Praise changes atmospheres. You know, Pastor Mike Connell was sharing how he went to, to Salt Lake City, and I hope uh, Pastor Matt and, and Lorraine, it's okay that I share this, even though that was a rhetorical ask. Um, <laughs> But he was saying that he got with the leaders at Salt Lake City. And he said, all right, guys, come on, let's, let's begin to pray. Come on, let's begin to pray. And he says, you know, the, the, the leaders, and he's like, whoa, 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 stop, stop, stop. What's going on? Your, your, your heads are down. Your, 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 your prayers lack energy. He says there's a religious spirit over the region, and there's a religious spirit over the church. It says a religious spirit always takes away your voice, takes away your power. It'll make you feel like, you know, greater is the devil out there than the God with us. And, and he says, You've, you, if we can't break through in here, we can't break through out there. He says, so we're going to do this again, but we're going to shake ourselves and we're going to begin to... Because last time I checked, God is seated on the throne. Last time I checked, Jesus rose from the grave. He rose conquering hell, conquering death, keys of hell, keys of death, and sits at the right hand of the power making intercession. Last time I checked, my Bible says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. That's the age that we live in. And yet, and so he got them to break through. All praise precedes breakthrough. Praise is what changes atmospheres. And, and so it's so important because, you know, um, if you buy a box of cereal or, you know, you buy kettle chips, which is one of my weaknesses, you buy kettle chips, you will find that there's a little, little warning that says content settle. Contents, you know, everything settles. It's the, great, it's the great danger in church that we can be so busy going through the motions and doing church that we kind of settle for mediocrity. We kind of settle for some breakthrough. We kind of settle for some healings. We kind of settle. We always got to stay on that press. We've got to stay on that hunt. We've got to stay on that push. We've got to stay on that taking territory. We've all got to stay on that, hey, while there's still one idol on a high place, then we've got to keep pressing and we've got to keep taking territory and we've got to keep taking ground. Can somebody say Amen. amen. So, so this spirit, a religious spirit over, wants to take away your voice. It wants to render you powerless. But David, you know, I love David. David writes in Psalm 144 verse 1. He says, blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle. What's he referring to? He's referring to when King Saul was demonized. And David would, would come in with his harp and he'd begin to play the harp. And, begin, and as he began to play the harp, the demons that, that were troubling Saul couldn't stand the praise in the room. Couldn't stand, because the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. As God came down, the demons scrammed. Why, why is praise and worship so essential? It's not what we do to warm up people for the preaching. 
Praise and worship is the bonfire that goes. It literally clears out the atmosphere. It says, over this place, Jesus Christ reigns. Over this place, the Lord reigns. Over this place, Christ is Lord. Over this place, he is exalted. Over this place, he is Melech. Over this place, he is king. Over this place, his power reigns supreme. That's why, you know, when God said to me, you're not buying buildings, you're building altars. Each and every location is an altar where there is a bonfire of praise going up. You better believe that as the praise goes up, demons begin to flee. That's why the enemy will try to sit on your praise. It's very interesting. If you read uh, 1 Samuel 17, 1 Samuel 17, it says that the Philistines and the, the, the Israelites gathered together in Judah, in Soko which belonged to Paz Damem, to uh, arrange themselves in battle array against each other, and a giant went out named Goliath. And if you look at the names, Judah means praise. Soko means to bind. The enemy knows that his Goliath has power if he can bind praise. The, en- the devil knows that his Goliath can be successful in intimidating, in bullying, and possibly even winning if he can bind the praise of God's people. We need to make sure that we are riding praise. What is the difference between praise? Praise is a declaration that our God sits on the throne, that our God is the God above all gods, that our God is great. People need praise. People need to just shake off and remember, my God, no matter what I'm going through, God is high. He is exalted. He is lifted up. He is seated on the throne. Great is the Lord our God and greatly to be praised. He triumphs over all of his enemies. He's crushed his enemies under his feet. We need to to get into praise. If you begin everything with praise, begin to praise God. Praise God for his promises. Praise God for his goodness. Praise God for his loving kindness. Praise God for his faithfulness. If you begin every day in praise I am telling you it is the power tool it is the power weapon of heaven that shifts atmospheres so David would praise and as he would praise on the harp the demons would leave Saul he understood that the Lord has blessed his hands and for war and his fingers for battle because he could clear out an atmosphere we know that praise precedes breakthrough when, when God says to Joshua, you know, march around the walls of Jericho six days, be silent on the seventh day, seven times, and on the seventh time, blow the ram's horns and have the people make a shout of praise and the walls that they have put their trust in, the walls that the engineers have signed off on, given written guarantees to the king of Jericho that these walls are impregnable. There is no earthly technology available that can take down these impregnable walls. You won't have to strike it with a hammer. You won't have to ram it with a ramming rod. You won't have to catapult rocks into it. You won't even need to do anything. Just the praise of God, the praise of the people of God, the praise in your mouth will bring down the walls and the constructs of the enemy. There is no school. There is no college. There is no city that is too difficult that is, well, you know, it's a stronghold. And, you know, San Francisco is a stronghold. It's a Democrat stronghold, etc. No, no, no. There is no place where if we engage in praise, we can bring it down. The Bible talks a lot about the the battle in the last days in the Valley of Jehoshaphat. 
the, the great battles in the Valley of Jehoshaphat. Well, what was the Valley of Jehoshaphat? Jehoshaphat's valley was where they were outnumbered. And God says, dig ditches. You won't see wind and you won't see rain, but the ditches will be filled with water. And then this is what I want you to do. Put the singers out in front and have them just praise. And as the singers began to praise, the Bible says the Lord snuck out behind and began to set ambushes amongst the enemies as they were, as they were praising God. And when the sun was rising, they looked and they saw all the, all the ditches filled with water, but with the red of the sun rising, it looked like blood. And they said, quick, rise, run. The Israelites have turned on each other and killed each other. Come run to the spoil. And as they ran, instead they ran into an ambush because they ran in unprepared. And the Bible says, great was the slaughter. Great was the victory that day. And then the, the enemy turned on one another and began to kill one another. So the Israelites hardly had to kind of do anything. And because of the great victory, praise precedes breakthrough. Praise precedes breakthrough. I remember um, when, when we were in New Zealand, the word of the Lord came to me. Uh, Liam was pregnant with our, with our little, our Geordie, our firstborn. And uh, we'd been believing God for a house. And this one night I'm, I'm in my living room and I've just got my hands lifted and I'm just praying. And then the, the, as I'm praying, asking God for a house, praying, asking God for relief, praying God against all odds, against impossibility. We had no money, no deposit for God to do a miracle. The word of the Lord comes to me and he says, praise me for the house I've given you. Praise me for the house I've given you. And, uh, and I just thought, oh, okay, God's probably really busy, really busy, a little bit distracted, just, you know, just, you know, a little bit behind on his paperwork. And I said, God, that would be really easy. Just, just one slight little oversight here. Um, what house? You haven't given us a house. I'd love to praise you. but And so God said to me, um, just because you don't see it, doesn't mean I haven't given it. I've released it. You just haven't possessed it, but it's been released. Praise me for the house I've given you. So I'm standing in my living room and I begin to praise. I just begin to praise God. God, thank you. Thank you. And at first it felt awkward. I think it always feels awkward because you're, you're, you're choosing with your soul. You're choosing with your spirit to actually praise God despite how you feel, despite the, the thoughts running around your head of, I don't understand how this is going to happen. This is hopeless. I feel overwhelmed. Despite all of those things going on, you just make a decision out of obedience that he is worthy of praise. So I'm going to praise him. I'm going to give him glory. I'm going to honor him. And as, 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 as I began to praise, you know, the Holy Spirit kept saying louder, louder. And then I'm like, Holy Spirit, like Leanne's pregnant and she's asleep. He said, exactly. Go and wake her. Put her in the car and drive down to Waddle Downs. And I'm like, like Lord, it's, you know, after 1130 at night. He's like, exactly. And so, uh, you know the story. I throw Lulu, our dog, Leanne pregnant, eight months pregnant, in the car. And we drive down to, to Waddle Downs. And we're sitting in, in a car in front of a house that the that you know, we thought might, might, this one might be the one. And, uh, 
you know, we're just, you know, and she's like, what are we doing here? I said, babe, God told us to, to praise him. What I didn't realize, what had happened was, it's almost like if you can think of a, like a delivery line, just like with Cornelius, 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 your prayers and your generosity have come up before God as a remembrance. It's almost like Because the Bible says this in Psalm 100 verse 4. It says, we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his his courts with praise. Why do people go to court? For justice. So you need to understand that, that we enter his gates with thanksgiving, but his courts with praise. It's, it's praise that releases God to do justice in the earth. It's praise that releases God to turn whatever has been unfair, whatever has been just. And the Holy Spirit showed me this. He says, the next ticket item that has come before the righteous judge in heaven is Jürgen, faithful servant, wanting a home for his bride a home for his soon-to-be-born son when he's been crying out because his daddy abandoned him financially when he went to Bible college, but he's been faithful. He moved from Sydney, Australia to New Zealand, no salary. The church could not afford a salary. He came in faith. Because he came in faith, because he has been obedient every step of the way, now he is asking you for you to respond in like manner and provide a home for him and provide a home. Because so it was a ticket item that had come up before God. And the Holy Spirit, who's our helper, says this, I'm helping you release it. It's before God. He is ready to release. He's ready to stamp. He's ready to. And all you got to do is create the, the the vehicle, the conveyor belt, which is praise. Go down and begin to praise him in faith. Praise him like you've already got it. You don't yet hold the title. You don't yet have the keys, but begin to praise him like you've already got it. So we're sitting in the car and we're like, praise you, Jesus, praise you, Jesus. And the Holy Spirit says, louder, I said, babe, louder. And she's like really awkward. And we're like, praise you, Jesus. And you know, when you're sitting in a car at night, the windows fog up. So the windows are fogging up. We can hardly see anything. And so then the Holy Spirit says, go out and stand on their lawn. I'm going to stand on their lawn. He's like, praise me for the house I've given you. Stand on their lawn. So, you know, I'd take Leanna. We're standing on the lawn. She's like, I feel really bad. And then Lulu jumped out of the window because we wound the window down so the car wouldn't be fogged up. And then she sees a cat. So she's running around the house, you know, chasing this cat. And all of a sudden, the the spotlight comes on. And uh, someone comes out the front door and there's this youth pastor idiot holding his eight-month pregnant wife on the front lawn, and the Holy Spirit says, don't stop. And I'm like, Father, we thank you for the house that you've given us. And, and this guy is looking like he's rubbing his eyes because now it's after midnight. He's thinking, I've got to be dreaming. There is an eight-month-old, eight-month pregnant woman with a guy and a dog chasing my cat around the house, speaking in foreign languages, praising. And he just, I remember he just kind of stared for about maybe 60 seconds and then just kind of went in, shut the door. And then there was a window with a curtain, looked through the curtain, <laughs> pull the curtain and then turn the light out. And Leanne's like, I'm so embarrassed. I can't believe you're doing this. What are you doing? And honestly, I'm like, either I've heard God 
or this week they're going to put me in the loony bin. It was like, it was like one of the two. Either I really heard from God or I've gone crazy. I've gone crazy. And then you all know the story. It was like it was literally that week that the miracle began to unfold where Leanne was at the grocery store and, uh, and a beautiful lady, Joni, comes around the corner and, uh, and she runs into Leanne. She says, oh, you know, how long you got to go? Oh, four weeks. Oh, where are you living? Well, you know, we're living here, but, you know, our, 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 our um, rental's coming to an end. They've sold the place and we've got, you know, only a few weeks to, left to live in there and then we have to move out. She goes, oh, you know, why don't you, are you buying? And Leanne says, well, you know, we want to buy, we want to buy in Waddle Downs. She goes, Waddle Downs? My daughter's selling a house in Waddle Downs. I mean, it was just like that was within 24. It was just the very next day of all the, the grocery marts. It was that one of all the aisles. It was that one of all the people. It was that one. Like you couldn't put it together. And then we had no, no money, no deposit. And, uh, and God provided every step of the way. In fact, when we sat with them, they gave us the money to buy the home from them. It was just such an extraordinary miracle. But it's what praise releases. It's what praise releases. Praise precedes breakthrough. I don't think that we can break through without praise. We need praise. We need praise. The, the, the praise, uh, what, what I found, what I found with, with, with praise is it's different to worship. So worship is, is, you know, I'm just falling in love. My heart's falling in love with Jesus again. Praise is declarative. Praise is literally making declarations. It's like faith declarations. It's, it's, it's I'm repeating the word whether I feel it or not. I think there's, there's something about, um, you know, the Bible says that God speaks those things that aren't as though they are. God speaks those things that aren't as though they are. And I think that, that, that praise needs to do that. I think people need to walk in and they need to, that, you know, through our God, we shall do valiantly for it is he who will tread down our enemies will sing and shout his victory. Christ is, you know, like we need to, we need to sing. We need to have declarative praise that God is on the throne, that he heals every disease, that our God raises the dead, that our God cleanses the leper, that our God takes a city, that, you know, our God binds the strong man, our God, you know, brings victory, our God turns the battle in our favor, our God is a provider, our God is king, our God, like having that declaration, having that declaration, and this is what I found, even David said, Saul, why are you disquieted within me? I will yet Praise the Lord. So he, he, even David says, listen, I've, I've noticed a conflict within myself. I noticed that God's put a power tool, but it sits on the shelf. And I have to reach for a little bit because my soul gets disquieted. Your soul, and you're meant to have, you're, it's, it's actually not a, a wicked thing. It's just a natural thing that you've got to be aware of. In fact, I would say if your soul didn't get disquieted, you're probably... Uh, not sensitive or not connected to the, the, the brokenness around us. You, you know, we're, we're looking at, at, at Israel this morning and we're seeing what Hamas did and you should grieve. You know, we look at some of the laws that they're trying to introduce to, to slaughter babies after they're born in California or, you know, take sexual perversion, pro-homosexual grooming doctrine into our into our schools in the second third and fourth grade that should grieve you but but the bible says david says you know soul why are you disquieted within me 
And it was a rhetorical question. He knew why, because there's always going to be stuff around you. But he says, you know what? I will yet praise the Lord. Because I understand if I let my soul lead me, it's going to lead me into all things are hopeless. And oh man, you know, Jesus comes soon. I'm just going to sit here in this little cave in the outback of uh, Escondido Poway. And I'm just going to sit here and Jesus, you come back and I've got my baked beans and my little Bunsen burner heater. No, no, no. Praise when you and I begin to say, you know what? Despite how I'm feeling, I'm going to praise. And it's amazing. Your body will respond. Everything will come into alignment with, with, with the, the words coming out of your mouth. Sometimes you've got to praise your way forward. Sometimes you've got to praise your way into. Sometimes you've got to praise your way to breakthrough. Sometimes you've got to praise your way to change the atmospheres. You know, the Bible says this, finishing. The Bible says that God has given us a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I never get depressed. And a few years ago, for the first time ever, I just found, um, for whatever reason, just this, this overwhelming negative thoughts. I'm always, the, the glass is half full. I'm not a pessimist. I'm an optimist. But I just found just with everything that was going on, there was like, no matter which direction I looked, I felt overwhelmed. And, uh, and I, for the first time, I felt like, and I was almost like scared. I was almost like scared of, of depression. Like, because like, it was something foreign to me, but I knew how many people had gone into that pit. It's like a dark pit and, it's, and the walls are slippery and it's hard to get out of depression. It's really hard. And so I was, I was, I was quite scared. And I said to the Holy Spirit, I said, Holy Spirit, like, man, like, like, is it my testosterone? Is it dropped? Is that what it is? And, you know, is it, like, I, this is foreign to me. I, I don't want to go into a pit. I've seen other pastors, they burn out or they're just a shell of who they were and they had to hand the church over because they couldn't lead anymore because they, they, they got into depression and anxiety and some of them are on, on antidepressant and anti-anxiety medication, but their, their mind isn't sharp and their leadership isn't sharp anymore. Uh, you know, I don't do that. And then the Holy Spirit says, oh, no, 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 just everything you need is in my word. He says, I've given you the garment of praise. I'm like, oh, but I don't feel like, he goes, yeah, because you haven't put it on, Jack Wagon. He says, I've given you, I didn't, he didn't say I gave you praise. I said, I gave you the garment of praise. You need to go to my wardrobe, open the wardrobe, take out the garment of praise, take it off the coat hanger, put the, put the garment of praise on, oh, but I really don't feel, I know you don't feel like it. That's the whole point of the exercise. You put on the garment of praise. Well, I just feel like I'm just putting it on. Exactly. Put it, well, I don't feel genuine. I feel genuinely, I feel, yeah, well, do you want to stay? You, can, you choose which one you want to come into alignment with. Because whichever one you align with, that's what you're going to empower. So you don't feel, you feel low. Well, then align yourself with that and stay low. But if you want to align yourself with breakthrough, even though you feel low, put on the garment of praise and begin to align yourself with the promises of God, with the goodness of God who never leaves you, who never forsakes you. Though the enemy comes at you one way, he will flee from you seven days that the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. That God is, God is high and lifted up, that he is seated on the throne above all principality and power. Greater is he that is in you than he that... And as I began to praise, all of a sudden I began to feel energy. I began to see, I began to get optimistic again. I'd love to say it was a one-off deal, but I found that, that, you know, that spirit of depression kept wanting to come, kept wanting to come. And there was a few grievances and there's 
a few things I needed to forgive and walk through. And, you know, something that happened was a little bit traumatic that I needed to go and get healing on. But I'm telling you, every time that spirit tried to come, I knew all I need to do is just reach for that garment of praise. Understand, I don't feel like doing this right now, but I'm going to do it out of obedience. It's unbelievable what obedience and praise will do. If you will begin to praise God. So come on, let's stand to our feet. I'm three minutes over. Three minutes over. Come on, why don't we just for 30 seconds just begin to praise God. I want you to praise God for what what He's promised that you have not yet received. Come on, we praise you, Father God, for Eastlake Campus completely fitted out. We thank you that it is filled, not just once on a Sunday, not twice on a Sunday, not twice on a Sunday and once on Wednesday night, but Father God, they're pushing to three times, my God, three times on a Sunday because it's in overflow. The kids' church is packed. Every Everything is signed up. The city is in favor. We thank you, Lord God. Every single location overflows. We thank you for breakthrough amongst our youth, breakthrough amongst junior high, breakthrough amongst our high school, breakthrough amongst our young adults, breakthrough, Father God, in, in our 50 plus prime people. 57 plus, because I'm 56, 57 plus prime people. Father, I thank you for breakthroughs in marriages. I thank you for, I thank you right now. We, 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 we end the drought of we have beautiful single women and beautiful single men. And for whatever reason, we, we declare that thing broken in the name of Jesus. I declare and I prophesy and we give you praise right now for the barren wombs conceiving, barren wombs conceiving. The Bible says when Michael criticized David's praise, her womb womb was shut up. So that means if she would have come into alignment with David's praise, her womb would have been open. We break right now barrenness over the womb, and that's a word for somebody here. Begin to praise him. You're saying, God, if you give me a baby, I'll praise you. God says, no, no, if you give me praise, I'll give you a baby. It's the other way around. Begin to praise, begin to praise, begin to praise. Praise always precedes breakthrough. The world waits to receive, and then it will praise. Kingdom people praise, and then they receive. Kingdom people praise and then they receive. Come on, just begin to praise God for financial breakthrough. If you're believing God for a home, begin to praise God for the home. If you're believing God for a spouse, praise God for your spouse. If you're believing God for children who are away from God or walking through something, begin to just declare in praise. Each one of my children are serving God. Each one of my children are free from the lies and the grip of the devil. Each one of my children flourish. Each one of my children are serving God. Each one of my children excel in their gift, excel in their call. Each one of my Father, we thank you right now for breakthrough. We thank you right now, Lord God, for deliverance. We thank you for salvation. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. We declare that San Diego is a city for Christ. We declare there is no demon. There is no principality. There's no power that is greater than the God on the inside of us. We declare San Diego, every place that our foot shall tread, whether it's Coronado, we, we know the demons there are just scared. We know they're just piping off because they're cornered. They're just like a cornered squirrel. Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus that we're going to Coronado campus. Every place that, that we put the sole of our foot, you have given us. We thank you for Boise, Idaho, flourishing and breaking out. Lord God, that that building will be insufficient to hold and house. So you get, we're going to release other buildings. We thank you for the same for Salt Lake City. We thank you for multiple campuses, multiple services, multiple salvations. We thank you that the, 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 the principality comes down over that region 
and people come out from under the, the blinding lie of religion, under the bondage and under the chains of religion and the hopelessness into a life, into a life encounter with the living God. Father, we praise you. We praise you for your salvation. We praise you for your breakthrough. We praise you for your goodness. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said, Amen. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.